big week. We're so glad you're here. My name is Michael. On the other end of the internet is a, is a woman I like to call the Liberty Gypsy. Sometimes I refer to her as the Liberty Gimlet. It all good. How you doing today, G? I'm doing just fine. Bringing that funny feeling in your tumbly rumbly. Are you have you got the butterflies going for a hot new sassy episode of the Lost Party Podcast? Yeah, I'm just sitting here worried about packing and getting to DC. Okay, so. that's good. You have days and days to do that. We're gonna start <laughs> off. We're gonna start off this show. Well, we got to talk about. We got to talk about CPAC. That'll come. However. Yeah. Uh, I gotta brag a little bit. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta brag on the Loftus party a little bit because I don't know who else gonna do it. I don't know who else gonna do it. Big happenings this week. I don't know if uh, if you guys caught this. First of all, I want to say a big shout out to all the all the people on Spotify. Hopefully, a bunch of we're on the Spotify now. I thought we were. I had to double check, but we're on there now. Here's what happened, you guys. Got a call. Uh, from uh, an email, really, from uh, the folks at TMZ. So I was on, I was representing on TMZ last week. I believe it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I was on there talking to Mr. Harvey Levin, talking to Mr. Harvey Levin about show business. And uh, he was shocked. He was shocked to hear that there was a comedy tour called uh, Freedom to Laugh, that yours truly was a part on. And here's what was so awesome about it. Here's here's my favorite part. I had to duck out of work. I'm writing on this show for Netflix. So I had to duck out of work, had the Skype set up in the office. And it was just so nice just to be able to be like, yeah, you know, uh, writing on this show for Netflix. And then as soon as we wrap on that, the tour kicks back up. We're doing a bunch of dates uh, here, there, and everywhere. It was wonderful. Because normally... I mean, I think the expectation is, oh, my gosh, a conservative comedian. It's probably some sad dude who's not funny living somewhere, who's not really a part of the culture. So it was just I really I I might have put it on a little extra thick that there you uh, go. Yeah. How do you, did they say how you got on their radar? Was it the Fox Nation? I have to believe it was. I have to believe uh, I could be wrong. But uh, Fox News has been putting. There's a lot of those. Uh, there's a lot of those ads up there now. If you if you watch Fox for more than uh, an hour at a time, you'll probably see a commercial for Fox Nation, and then there's a very good chance you'll see myself and and Brian Hayner and uh, a little hunk of Reno Collier. <laughs> Poor Reno, his hunk of the <laughs> his hunk of the commercial is him just going, "Yeah, they are." <laughs> That's it. Here. And Brian Hayner is reduced to like one line, uh, and and they barely tell. But you know, it's a, it's fast. It's a it's a promo for a show inside of a of a bigger commercial, right? Uh, but Harvey was very cool. I got to give it up. Well, that's to, good. Yeah, he was. Always fair. a little scary to go on certain media places. Well, this occurred to. I, I was. It, it's it's funny, but like having done this for so long, I'm not really. Uh, concerned. My only concern is uh, what they'll do in the edit. What they'll do in the edit. I think this right. was a lot. This was a live show, so pretty much uh, as long as I just you know kept going and and Harvey, you know, he had a show on Fox News. I totally forgot about that. He ah. had a show. Yeah, he had a show where he would go, and I think his first guest was Trump, where he would go 
uh, into the houses of the super rich people and super successful people and talk about uh, the objects that helped. The, it's like it was called objectified or something. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting idea for a show. I don't think it caught on. And and Harvey is he said he's no fan of Donald Trump's. He's no fan of Donald Trump's. And I'm like, well, why not? And, well, it's, 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 and it's the same. It's the classic. It was the classic. It's it's oh, it's the way he says things and the way he tweets and blah, blah, blah. He's from Queens. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so that was cool. And then for the people we we uh, for the people who had tickets for the Freedom to Laugh shows in Indy were coming in June. We're coming in June. It was a uh, scheduling conflict, yada, yada, yada. But it's going to be a great show. And uh, I want to thank uh, the people at TMZ for being so cool about it, for being, you know, they disagreed. And then Harvey at the end at the end of the interview, he's like, well, I, I want to have you back on. I want to see how this goes. I want to see how, uh, you know, what the response is. And I think it's hilarious. Like, like. Like I haven't been doing Conservatives have no sense of humor, and there's only like 12 of you. Right? Right? There'll be bottles and garbage thrown at you. So that was uh, that was fun, and Harvey was fair, and he, you know, he, I don't, I don't care that he doesn't like the president. That's fine. Anybody can, you can, you can believe what you want to believe. I just want to be able to sling my jokes. I just want to be able to go out and sell tickets to the to the Freedom to Laugh show, uh, and and have people show up and have a good time. Right. So that was the first one. That was the first one. Then uh, late on Friday, and I had a I had a dental appointment. I got a oh I got a, the whole the dentist. Good lord, the dentist. So I'm in. Uh, I got this whole dental thing going on. I'm not going to bore you guys with that. But let's just say I was in a lot of uh, wasn't the most comfortable uh, soul on Friday. But I got a call from the Tucker Carlson people. And they're like, hey, do you want to come on and talk about the uh, the Oscars? So, of course, I said yes. You you couldn't you you couldn't hold me back. Wild horses couldn't hold me back. Or so laughing go, gas. Oh, my gosh. Or laughing gas, which was did I tell you about that? No, no. I, I had the, I had the I had the complete and total opposite reaction to the laughing gas. Well, I didn't I hadn't had laughing gas since I was a little kid. Yeah. Seriously, since I was like 12 or 13. And I'm a grown-ass man. And uh, my dentist and, and his assistant, uh, you know, do you want to do Do you want to do laughing gas? And I was a little conflicted, you know, because I'm all on, on, on my lonesome out here. And I don't know about the effects of that stuff. I think it wears off pretty quick. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So they hook it up to my nose. And, man, it, it started off pretty pleasant. But then after like two or three minutes, I just went – I got uh, like ang- full of anxiety, and uh, I thought I thought I was gonna pass out. It was, wow. it was, it was not fun at all. And the girl, uh, the lovely lady who was helping me out, she's like, "Do you want to take that off?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, "Yeah, you don't look good. You don't look good." I'm like, "Good." I'm a little I don't feel good there, son. There was no laughter. There was no laughter. It just took. Uh, my all my already pretty high level of intensity and just dialed it up to a hundred. And then with the wild card of you might pass out. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So uh, I leave I leave the dentist with a handful of painkillers and uh, and other stuff. So of course on Friday night, when uh, Tucker Carlson calls, I'm like, yeah, you bet. So I go into Manhattan, 
And let me tell you this, you guys, like I thought the studios in L.A. were nice. I had never done because see, Tucker Carlson is in uh, D.C. So it it was still a, a remote. I went up to a floor of the Fox News uh, building I had never been on before. It was wow. the second. It was the second floor. It was like the freaking Starship Enterprise. It was right out of the Star Trek: The Next Generation. It was so high tech. My goodness. So, I was I was impressed with that. I go on Tucker Show, and uh, and here's the beat. So, uh, this idiot, this complete and total moron, uh, Michael, uh, Michael something Dyson. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Michael Dyson. Michael Eric Dyson. Is that his whole name? Uh, something like that. I know he's the one who called Jordan Peterson an angry white man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he he's he's this Princeton educated dude. Everything is about race. And I, I'm sure like that's what his degree is in, but everything it's so boring and predictable. And he loses debates and he he resorts to name calling, like you yep. said with the, the Jordan Peterson. And then he did the same thing to Candace Owens. So he right. was on he was on uh The View recently. He was the co host of The View. Anna Navarro was on there as well, oh. and Trump and Trump had done this riff at one of his rallies. He's like, "So, uh, so this this South Korean movie wins Best Picture, Parasite, Parasite. I haven't seen it. I'm sure it's a good movie, but but what's wrong with American movies? What's wrong with with you know good old American movies like Bring Back Gone with the Wind? And so they instantly they instantly jumped on." That as if, uh, yeah, that's what Trump likes. He likes movies about slavery. He likes slave movies. Bring back Mammy. Bring back Mammy and all this stuff. So I went on to defend American cinema, defend Gone with the Wind, make fun of uh, Michael Eric Dyson, whatever. Which I did. The most viewed movie of all times and like swept the Oscars the year it was out. And considered a classic and... Frankly, my dear Scarlett, I don't give a damn. I mean, it, it it's part of Americana, and it's a film about the South during the Civil War. I would, uh, I yes, that's that that is the backdrop, and also it's it's worth noting. I think that's the first time a a black woman won an Oscar. Uh, right. Hattie Hattie McDaniel won an Oscar for that. That's worth noting. I would say it's a uh, it's a love story, uh, you know. Boy meets girl, it's overcoming the odds and blah 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 blah, and 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 it's just set in uh, in, in in during the Civil War. So anyway, uh, I defend Gone with the Wind, and yeah, if you, I think if you put it in today's dollars, it's the most successful movie of all time. So uh, imagine my shock and surprise when uh, someone else tweeted it. I didn't even tweet it. I don't even I don't even know here. I'm horrible at this. You guys, I'm horrible at this. You think I would be Googling the Loftus party and I'd be Googling my name. Somebody uh, tweeted it out that that I was on that Media Matters wrote an article uh, about me. And I, I, I don't want to get the headline wrong because I'm cool like that. I'm not going to. But You're Media not going to misquote them. I'm not going to misquote Media Matters. Media Matters. Here's the quote. Tucker Carlson guests. Uh, Tucker Carlson guest suggests banning foreign films from the Oscars. 
Michael Loftus, let's bring the Oscars back home. That's not racist. That's pro-America. So I guess when I'm saying, hey, uh, I dig foreign language movies, they already have their own category, but I think maybe the best picture should be uh, an American film for the Oscars. In English? Right? Mm-hmm. Right. I guess that means I want to ban foreign language films. I want to ban foreign language. Yeah, so, that's not what she said. So I'm giving myself a little uh, uh, pat on the back. You guys She's were... off the right people. Yeah. I'm kind of digging it. I'm kind of yeah, digging it. They must, they must be back on a Tucker kick. Um, they were... They were ripping the guys at the Daily Wire for a while, like daily doing selective cuts of them. And they love selective cuts of Tucker and his guests. So I'm yep. I'm so thrilled. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier. So big old racist you. Look at me go. Look with, at uh, you go. With my <laughs> here, with your with your uh, English language supremacy self. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> My oh my gosh and oh Gone with the Wind is a good piece of American well, I mean, cinema. There was some, there was some great, you know, English movies. I mean, I've heard great things about um, the one with Brad Pitt, Quentin Tarantino. I just lost the name of it. Oh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I've heard great things about that. Yeah, me I too. haven't heard so many great things about the Netflix one um, with De Niro and 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 those guys. It was like too long. And that yes. not, it wasn't right, but it was like they had to be nominated, sort of thing. Right, right yeah. now they're they're looking to uh, they're looking to desperately give uh, Martin Scorsese they're, they're they're looking to hand that guy an award. And uh, yeah, that that movie. I know people who love movies, people who are in the industry, uh, and blah blah blah. But they're like, I, it took them three sittings to finish yep. that movie. I don't listen. I can't in three sittings. That better be a video game. I better be really happy. <laughs> winning something. I better be getting some freaking monkey points or some gold coins or the key to the crystal castle or I better be saving Princess Peach or something. So uh, I think it's wonderful. Uh, I'm very happy. Thank you, Media Matters, for helping put me on the map. Thanks to TMZ uh, for putting the Loftus Party and Freedom to Laugh on the map. Bigger shout out to TMZ. At least they were exactly. fair about it. At least they were fair about it. And well, so we they have... were fair about it, and it sounds like you had a nice time on the show. Yes, and would and I would again. be back. Harvey invited Harvey invited me back. He invited See? me back. I'll do it again. I, my there my closing go. joke was: It's always nice to be uh, on TMZ when helicopters aren't surrounding your house and there's not <laughs> cops outside and. I didn't, I am not cheating with a Kardashian or something uh, like that. So it was fun. It was a big, uh, big week for the loftestparty.com. There's some kind of wacky uh, redesign going on with the website. Everything is still there, you guys. Uh, we're going to figure out how to get the tab back for Pimp It. That was one of my favorite ones. There's other podcasts there. This is, see, it's it's evolving the, the whole LoftusParty.com thing is evolving into what I wanted it to be. Like, there's other people going, hey, we got a podcast about this. And then they put it up there and, hey, that. And uh, it's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. And then I ran into, I ran into Greg Gutfeld the other day when I was down oh, there. Nice. Yeah, that dude, 
has got it made. I'm walking into Fox News, hanging out with Buck Sexton. You know who I'm talking about, Buck Sexton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Buck Sexton hanging out in the lobby. And uh, it was getting a little awkward. And then we see this guy come, like, flying by us, wearing one of those little snow parka jackets, like he's on some kind of uh, uh, expedition to the Antarctic. And it's Greg Gutfeld. <laughs> and I'm like, dude... And he's like, I'm on my way home. He just, like, immediately flies out of there. He's got it licked. He he finishes his show and goes flying out there. So remind me later. I have to email him. He wants me back on the show. He oh, wants good. me back. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, that Resolute desk comment has got to go down in gut felt history. I thought Resolute. The Resolute desk. It sounds so much sexier when you call it the Resolute desk. Like, like naughty things will happen on the Resolute desk. I'm, I am. Well, they did. That's what you were referencing. <laughs> he was Resolute. <laughs> okay, we are going to take a little break here, as they say. I, they say in the radio business, they go, "We're going to pay some bills," but I don't know who's getting this money. But we'll figure it out. We're going to uh, take a little break. When we come back, we got to talk about Bernie Sanders. We got to talk about Russia. We got to talk about Vegas and the future of our little republic. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5000. Enjoy! How about that Bernie Sanders? That Bernie Sanders. How about Bernie Sanders? He won in Vegas. He won big. I don't think it's good. People aren't happy. We gotta discuss. Holy moly. Matthews. Chris Matthews. It. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk. Let's let's jump in right there because as yeah. as you all know, and then the re- reverberations are still being felt. Bernie won big in hey. Vegas. He won bigly in Vegas. Chris Matthews was on. It looked like shortly after, and he made some kind of he compared the success of of Bernie. Uh, with with Hitler somehow. I, I'm not completely... To the Nazi party, yes. To the Nazi party. What what was the quote there, Gimlet? I don't... Um, I have paraphrase. to look it up on the Twitters, but it was basically the rise of Bernie Sanders is akin to the... And, and, the, and the movement that he leads is akin to the Nazis in Germany in 1940. Yeah, I think it was like... Uh, it might have even been like... I'm, I'll go on and look. I'll go on and look. But you, you give start with what 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 your thoughts are. I have I have very specific. Well, thoughts. my thoughts are like this because everybody was freaking out about you know how dare you say this about the first Jewish presidential candidate who lost you know family in the Holocaust and that's tragic. So 
please don't take me wrong. Right. But if you were a person of Jewish defend, descent who lost family members in the Holocaust, how in the ever-living heck do you have Linda Soursore as a surrogate? Or Rashida Tlaib? Or Ilhan Omar, whose like, number one priority is the destruction of Israel? Like, just don't play that card with me with him, because it's it, it's just, I don't see it. I just don't. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's very bad. So I, I, I found, uh, here's what all the, he's comparing, Chris Matthews was comparing uh, Nevada. He's, he's likening it to the shock that people had when France fell to Nazi Germany during World War II. They're like, oh, he'll, they'll never get through. Because here's what happened, you guys, uh, just historically speaking. Uh, after World War I, uh, the French, they, they built these de- defenses. I think it was like the Maginot Line. And it was all these concrete defenses. No one will ever get past that. No one, they will never get past the Maginot Line. This is where we will stop them in the future. And then, of course, the Russians or the, the Germans, the Nazis had the Blitzkrieg and the tanks and the Luftwaffe and just blew right through the Maginot Line. So everybody was shocked. Everybody was shocked. So Chris Matthews, I think it's a, it's a perfectly wonderful uh, analogy. Right. They're going, oh, here's here's where Bernie Sanders is going to get stopped. Here's here's where he'll get stopped. And then he just blew right through. I mean, I thought maybe he would have a little bit of problems because of the uh, the the kitchen workers union or whatever that union was in, in Vegas who refused to endorse anybody because they worked so hard and they stri- they were on a strike for a million years and they got their own health care and Bernie Sanders isn't going to take it away. However, they didn't endorse Biden. They didn't endorse uh, Pete Buttigieg. They didn't endorse Amy Klobuchar. They didn't endorse anybody. And Bernie Sanders won big. Bernie Sanders won big. I am conflicted about it. I am really conflicted. My first, my knee-jerk reaction is just, ha, 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 ha. This is what you get. This is what you get. However, I will say this. uh, You got to be careful. We're playing with fire. We're playing with fire fire this whole bernie bro movement ain't no joke i don't think he has enough i don't think he has enough people to uh, to beat trump like i really feel like this country is still uh, you know we're not socialists we're not communists we're 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 capitalists we're entrepreneurs we're about freedom and personal liberties and all that good stuff so ultimately i think he would lose but there's a reason this stuff is getting popular. Like Bernie is just the he that that dude is just the symptom. He's just the symptom. The 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 actual problem is is very 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 deep. Is very deep. But don't get I, don't get mad at Chris Matthews for like having a great analogy. It always killed. Now they want to get mad at Chris Matthews because Bernie Sanders did great and everybody's in shock. Don't get mad at Chris. Well, I mean, a couple things politically for me, it I don't understand. Like, if you are not a registered Democrat, why do you get to run for the Democrat nomination? That's a very good point. I mean, that's the, a very the party good point. could the party could have stopped this cold by having better rules, right? Um, you know, as to who can and can't run, and I I, I think Bernie's persona is such that he would not have done that. He would not have re-registered just for the ability to run, number one. 
number two, you know, I, I, I'm getting a little, how do you put this? It's not even frustrated. It's just like, can you people not see what's going on? That This is no longer about Democrat and Republican. It's really about the political class versus everybody else. And while Sanders supporters have the absolute wrong solution, I think a lot of their anger is directed similarly to what you saw in a segment of the Trump populist movement that you've just forgotten about this part of the country and you don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I think there's a lot of wrong solutions. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> here's here's the, the, the wonderful thing that that really needs to be read. That's not wonderful, but but needs to be rediscovered. You guys, it sounds so trite and so blah, 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 but like socialism doesn't work. It doesn't work. It didn't work in Sweden. In Sweden, they had to privatize everything. And to keep the national health care going, they tax the crap out of poor people. Like if, because they know the poor people can't get out of it. It It's, it's not a good system. I can understand everybody, it, it's, on a very basic level, it's hard to talk uh, people who support Bernie Sanders out of it. They, they think that the government has this big pile of money and, and that the government is just – right? It's all it's already stolen from everything. Else. The, the they, only reason they, the government has money is they stole it. Yes. Just because yes. you can print it doesn't mean you should. And it goes back to – it goes back to, uh, you know, hey, don't buy that new bomber. You could just give that money to the people and the people would be doing great if the government was effective. If let's play the magic. If if the government was effective, if the VA was the model of efficiency, you might have a point. If 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 the VA was just spectacular, if the DMV just worked great, and I'm like, what? And, and if we were like, wow, what a great value that is! What a great value the DMV is. That makes it so much easier. It's not. It, there is such massive amounts of corruption. It it it's the ultimate. Voting for Bernie Sanders, supporting Bernie Sanders is like, yep, my heart is in, in the right place, but I'm not using my brain. You're not using your brain. And I am shocked with some of my good friends on like really smart people, really smart people on on Facebook and on social media who like they're they're supporting Bernie. And I guess the thought is, you know, you vote for Bernie, uh, Bernie becomes president and then somehow magically, mystically, he he shores up Obamacare or makes Obama Medicare for all. And there's no more student debt. And then everything will just be wonderful. And then everything will just be wonderful. You, you, you guys, uh, the devil is in the details. But the devil, I mean, how's, what is this going to look like? What, what would it look like? Much like Obamacare, there will be a subset of the population that will not be subject to Medicare for all. Um, because they just won't be. You think yeah. Congress is going to go on this train wreck? Of course not. All you, what they are talking about is the NHS over in the UK. They're not talking about Canada. Stop referencing Canada. There is a significant amount of things in the Canadian health system that you have to pay out of pocket for. What the Canadian health system pays for is physician-ordered services, basically, but that may not include physical therapy. It 
doesn't include dental. I mean, there's a yes. lot of things it doesn't cover. So it, it, it is not a Canadian-like program. And even those people come to us to get medical care if they get into, into a, a waiting line. But you're looking at delays in routine surgeries to improve the lives of people in England of, you know, 18 months for a cataract. Do you have any idea how impaired you can be by a cataract once it's discovered? over yeah. the course of 18 months. Dig it. I mean, Dig a couple it. years ago, they just it canceled 75,000 surgeries. We'll get to them later. Americans would not put up with that for a minute. And if you think, if you think rich people are going to sit around and wait, it'll, no. it'll, be, it'll get even worse because rich people just be like, okay, you're my doctor. Oh, well, I charge $1,000 an hour. That's fine. I can pay it. That's and whatever, fine. And whatever business I have, whatever goods I'm selling at my business, I'll just increase the price of those so I can cover my medical. It is a recipe uh, for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. So, oh, you you had a chuckle. What do you got? Did you see Denmark has finally had enough of Bernie Sanders? No, Stop calling a socialist. <laughs> they actually did, did like, like the, Den- the, the Danish government actually did an op-ed or something and like went through it. No, we are a free market economy. Yes, we have we do levy large taxes and yes, we do provide a lot of social programs, but we are not a socialist country. We have a different social compact with a largely homogeneous population. Who made this compact after World War II? That's it, hilarious. That's you know, hilarious. I mean, they... Stop lumping us in. Stop lumping us. Well, and the other thing that nobody in the U.S. who wants these types of policies is willing to acknowledge is none of those countries pay for their own military. That's a we very good point. provide the lion's share of the security for the European, you know high social, you know, program states. We provide the bulk of the military equipment, the personnel, and everything else. Yes. Yeah, that's a huge expense. That's a huge expense. It's a huge pile of money that they get to spend differently than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's a great point. You can't, like, be for these quasi-international bodies like the UN and NATO and, you know, the EU and simultaneously say, well, America's just not going to do that anymore because none of them work in that case. It's, uh, it's, you can't do it. And then as, as always, we like to offer solutions and, and our insight. And I keep leaning more and more to when you get a hospital bill, it should be like taking your car to the shop. You should be able to get an estimate. Like, hey, so how much does a Band-Aid cost at your hospital? How much does a bag of saline cost at your hospital? And then you can compare and contrast and go, holy smoke, I'm not going to go to those guys. They're ripping me off. They're charging right? me like 50 bucks for a Band-Aid. I'm going to go over here. And when you can get real competition in there, when you can get real competition, I think you'd be uh, shocked and amazed at how the prices would come down and the level of care would go up. And I mean, we got to change that. We got to kill the certificate of need process at the state level. That's like the, the, basically the the case that you have to make 
to build a healthcare facility of almost any kind. I don't think you have to do it for like doctor's offices, but if you want to do an x-ray center or an, a day surgery or a hospital or some of these other services, you have to get permission to open that from the state. Even if you would be providing a different level of care, better care, and make the market competitive, that that's not good enough. You have to prove that you have the population to support it. Yes, I uh, I think it's it's worth. And it's funny how you never hear any anybody else talking about that. You always hear about like, oh, we should make, uh, you should be able to buy insurance across state lines, and that's going to change oh, that everything. Too. That too. Yeah, that let's, would be good. I, let's do Give that. Give me too. all the things, all the things. <laughs> Dig it, and it's like, why don't you ever hear people? Uh, talking about that, like, hey, not only do I want insurance to go across straight lines, but I want to see, I want to get a, a written estimate of what you think this is going to cost. Not I just think, um, what your insurance is going to cover. Oh, you've got good insurance. Okay, so we're going to charge you the maximum, and your copay is $50, but we're going to soak the insurance company for hundreds of thousands, uh, and that way everybody can pay into it. That's That's the scammy part of it. That's the scammy part of it. Well, and but I Bernie think ain't the answer. Trump is talking about something that healthcare companies have so much time to comply with, like an actual receipt, like you're talking about from the auto folks. He has yeah. a name for it, and I can't remember what it is right now. Well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't either. I just, I remember I did a video a while back. Gee whiz, this is on the. Uh, the flip side television show. It's up on the YouTube channel. Uh, this Bernie Sanders crap isn't cute anymore. So I'm, I'm still concerned about it. I don't think, like I said at the opening of the segment, I don't think Bernie's going to win this thing. I don't think he can win this thing. I think it's going to be a huge, it's going to be a, uh, a crap show. The, the, the Democrat convention will be, it's going to be contested. They're going to be fighting here and there. They're already looking to, uh, to knock Bernie out of it, there. I don't want to. I don't want to get into the Russia thing until the next break because that's yeah. That's that's just so rich. But like, show me where. Uh, show me where socialism is working. That's what I was going to say, and I was going to get some uh, some fake outrage going about that. But it's just like I I don't. And just because I don't understand something doesn't mean that it isn't real. That's that's the sh- the shocking thing to me i'll come back to like like friends of mine who are like you're 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 an educated person you're a smart person how do you how do you see this going well how do you see this and don't well it's it's a rehash it's a re oh, a, a long mean, time ago I mean, my mom got sick uh in europe my mother my mother had some uh like a lung infection or something she was over in europe with my dad uh and she just like popped in you know, she did the, the old pop in. They wrote her a prescription for some uh, antibiotics and it was bing, bong, boom. See you later. Completely free. Yay, hooray. You're cured. I don't think I don't think that's going to be most people's experiences with it. I don't right. think that's going to. It's not. It's not. But you were going to say something. I was just going to say there seems to be above a certain income what i like to call like the limousine liberal like oh it, yeah it, it's almost like 
you don't necessarily see it in like first generation folks who came up like if you look at somebody like an Adam Carolla, right? I mean, he was cleaning carpets yeah. in his 20s um, and didn't grow up privileged by any stretch of the mark. He doesn't feel guilty about doing well. No. And he gives a lot of stuff away and he encourages people and, and that sort of thing. Um, but when you when you start getting into like families that may have done well in the L.A. area and in the entertainment world over a period of generations, there's like the I didn't earn this money guilt that kind of comes on. You see it in third generations and family businesses, too. If, it, yeah. if it's going to fail, that's usually when it's going to fail. Um, you know, by all the calculations. So I think it's something weird about maybe feeling like you didn't really have to work for what you have. And it's like Jim Carrey's got it. Jim Carrey is, uh, yeah, yeah. like, like I think deep down and this is, I think it's a classic comedian thing where, uh, I think, I think Jim Carrey probably doesn't feel like he's worth all that money. He's like there somehow it's criminal to him. It's like, oh, give boy. it away. That's your choice. And they never do. They don't. And they never do. Like not even Bernie Sanders. No. Oh my gosh. Did you he see hates the way charity. the way he went after Bloomberg when Bloomberg went after him? First, first of all, Bloomberg got clocked. He got clocked. Oh, and, we need and, uh, a whole segment for this. We we might have to come back to that one too. But when when Bloomberg just even was like, hey, you you know, you're you're a communist. And then Bernie's like, that's a low blow. That's a low blow. Well, yeah, I'm no, saying you are. you're a multimillionaire. <laughs> you have three houses. And Bernie's like, I'm not going to apologize for that. Yes, I have this home. Yes, I have that. And like most people in Vermont, I have a summer camp. Blah, 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 blah. It was this summer camp costs more than my regular house. <laughs> and then Bloomberg. Mike Bloomberg kept saying over and over again, "Yes, I've 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 amassed a fortune, but I'm giving it all away. I'm 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 giving it all away. Like like, don't be mad at me. I'm giving it all away. You're throwing it all away. You're throwing yeah. it all. Half oh my a billion, God. half a billion almost. It's crazy. Yes, it he's is. He's gonna get. He's gonna. There's some good jokes out there. You know that he, it's the most money that you know as anybody's ever spent to get their ass kicked." Uh, he lost the most amount of money in Vegas ever. Just a a classic. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit into that. Uh, we got to talk about supposedly now Russia is helping Bernie. That's what's going on. They're saying that Russia is helping Bernie and Trump. Hang in there. We'll be right back after a little break. Uh, and oh my goodness, what else can we tease? Ooh, we got some Victoria's Secret news. Woohoo! Stick around. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a 
pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. I need to be in charge of uh, the bumper music. Here's what I need. I need to go into a studio with uh, some really good DJs and some, some great beats and a seriously good engineer. I could lay down the best like interstitial music, in and out bumpers. It would be crazy. It would be crazy. The sounds and the songs that I hear in my head, if I could just put them out there, like halfway formed, it'd be fantastic. You would all be blown away. I'd have the most successful thing in the history of ever. But sadly, that's not the case. It's not the case. All right, so we were teasing a little bit of the uh, the Bernie thing. We were teasing a little bit of the uh, the Bloomberg smackdown in Nevada, as it was. They're fading fast. Amy Klobuchar's fading fast. Elizabeth Warren's hanging on. Joe Biden is getting rebuked. He is getting rebuked. Yeah, I it, think South Carolina's not going to go well. They're calling it. They're calling it his firewall. Like just like they were calling it uh, Hillary Clinton's firewall back in the I day. Think it's always the they Democrat. They are very firewall. optimistic. I think so too, and I think it is. Uh, it's a. It's a fool's. It's a fool's notion. It's, Do you know what I saw though? What did kind you of make see? Me go, huh? Huh? Like in 2016 and this year, like around 10,000 people vote in the Nevada caucus, and that's it. How many? Say that number again. Like around 10,000. They've got 60% of the vote in, and it's just not that. I mean, it's nowhere near the number of people who voted in Iowa or New Hampshire. Wow. And 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 Iowa and was like, low, too. But, I mean, I'm like, I got to go look at it, but it's not different than 2016, really. Like, this is not a high participation state. So, I think in Nevada, and, I mean, last I saw, he was, like, at 46 or 47%. Yeah. Um, I think you're getting a lot of activist vote in Nevada so it may not be as bad as as we think but he is going up in the national polls it and this is what I love about politics this is what I love about politics because it's there's so much going on there's the whole uh you know just there's the brainiac game of it like who's manipulating the message best in the media and who's really voting and what's really motivating them and how many people are participating and of the people who didn't participate how many are those and what's important to them there's so many like games within the game it's like a giant if like if like the new york times crossword puzzle and a bunch of sudoku's and a bunch of word finder puzzles all get together and had a baby it would be uh, modern politics because there's always games within the game. And I really dig it right now. They're trying to, uh, they, they've painted Bernie with the Russia, Russia, Russia brush. And that is, uh, that's the subject of the video I just put up on Saturday at the loftusparty.com and at the loftus party, YouTube channel about, uh, you know, Oh yeah. Russia, Russia's helping Bernie. And they're then they're helping Trump. They're helping Bernie and they're helping Trump. And uh, 
Bernie, of course, is pretending like it's real, which is great, which amused me uh, to uh, it, it made me laugh a lot. Bernie's like, no, not today, Putin. You if I'm president on the first day, I'll tell him stop doing what you're doing. Ba 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 ba. He acted like it's it's real, real, real. And Russia's going to sway the election. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was completely ridiculous. And and I still am not hearing any specifics. I looked at so many articles yesterday on this very subject and no one has specifics no No one it's just this meddling it's like we're supposed to be scared like we're the scooby-doo gang Ooh, there's ghosts in here well well where Ooh, there's ghosts they're everywhere it's it's redunculous you have an interesting take my take is this russia's been trying to interfere in our political processes of every Kind, whether it's foreign policy, domestic policy, whatever, since the end of World War II. Um, second of all, uh, you know, I read the New York Times article, and you get down to the bottom. And it says, Russia wants to increase discord and increase dissent and, you know, have us arguing with one another. They give you the actual story and what I believe the actual intent of Russian disinformation is i mean just look what they did with the steel dossier we know now that that was russian disinformation but nobody will say it and that was to the benefit of hillary clinton so stop it stop pretending that putin cares which side wins because he really doesn't (laughs) he really doesn't he just wants us to hate each other fiona hill said it dr fiona hill said it in her in her testimony in front of the house committee um facebook has said it they said Facebook, there's a huge threat on Facebook. You know, when when this all happened, the bulk of the ads were bought after the election to get people angry at each other, to protest Trump, to protest the election, to be for Trump, you know, different events around the country. That happened. The majority of their money was spent after Trump was elected. It cracks me up because it's a giant waste of money. And it's oh, not even a giant waste. It was like, what, 35 grand? In our natural state, if you leave America alone, if, like, everyone were to leave America alone, all we would do would be to argue and invent stuff. That's all we do. That's what we do. We argue and invent stuff. Some guys, I'm going to make a light bulb. You can't do that. It'll never work. Watch me. I'm going to get rich. Screw you, Edison. You're a jackhole. I hate you. Shut up, Tesla. I'm going to fight. Bing bong. We got the light bulb. (laughs) It's like, that's all we do is argue. I have to write that down. That that was uh, accidental brilliance. That, that is all we do as Americans. We argue and invent stuff. <laughs> you know, but I, the, I, the idea that there is some grand strategy, oh, we're going to prop up Bernie, Bernie in the primary, and then we know Trump's going to want him. Why in the world would the Russian aristocracy prefer Donald Trump, who has armed Europe, taken out Soleimani, Iran is their ally, um, is trying desperately to stop the gas pipeline in Europe and make Europe not be energy dependent on Russian, Russian oil, right? Um, yeah. Strengthened the military, armed Ukraine, like, w- sanctioned the heck out of Russia, Right. What yep. is he doing that is helping Russia? Nothing. 
Bernie's going to cut the military, stop fracking. I mean, mean, there's so much more in a Bernie presidency. The whole argument just falls apart and is so just lame and boring. And I, I wish a political pundit would dive in the least little bit like you did just now. It's 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 laughable. And and if you go, seriously, like I really think that there's probably some holdover from the KGB, some like little office out in the middle of nowhere. It's like three dudes in in a in an office the size of a closet somewhere uh, in in Russia, and they farm a, bu- a bunch of work out to uh, some buddies of theirs that they met online, and and they're they're supposed to sow discord and have people distrust the election. That's their that's their job, and they have a little operating budget of like forty thousand rubles a year, and man, they got a lot of bang for their buck in twenty sixteen. But like ultimately. The ultimate, it's just, it's just stupid. And when you, when you dive down deep on it. For them. <laughs> right. And like, what? Oh yeah. Now Americans, we are going to trick you into electing Donald Trump. Some guy who will actually give weapons to the Ukraine and tank busting missiles. We, oh wait, what did okay, we do? How, like, it doesn't it, make. It's another level of st- Stupid than that. Okay, <clears throat> I am Russia. I am going to interfere in the American elections in the exact same way I did last time and got caught. Yes, yes, by buying right. Facebook ads that people themselves. can trace <laughs> to get an outcome that is not good for my nation. This is I mean, what I will do. Finally, I will trick you into uh, voting for the guy who's going to shore up NATO. Wait, I, ooh, sorry, I didn't think this through. <laughs> no, I mean it's just, but it's the exit. They're gonna do the exact same thing they did last time. It got caught. They're doing it again. They're doing. You do- ever it's like- think that Putin like reads some of this stuff and just starts laughing? I guarantee he does. He makes the best faces. He's like he's like Trump in a lot of ways. Because I I was doing these insert in insert shots of him in my video, and so I was I was looking up pictures of Vladimir Putin. He makes some hilarious faces. Hilarious. Well, I've just come I've come down to to this analysis. Anyone the Democrat establishment is scared of is a Russian asset. They've done it to Bernie. They did it to Tulsi. Now they've done it to Trump. And I just can't believe after the impeachment hoax. And and, and please understand the other piece of this. This is the Democrats desperate to get their election security bill through so that we can have vote harvesting like y'all have in California everywhere wow that's terrifying that's terrifying that oh yeah they're like occurred to me bitch mcconnell won't pass this bill yeah because it's a garbage bill (laughs) it has nothing to do with election security and in fact it's the exact opposite i don't like it would eliminate voter id in states that have it it would basically federalize our elections i think that's going to be my next big thing voter id i really do I think I think voter ID and I don't know I apologize is if if I got into this before uh on a previous episode previously on the Loftus party if if so if I'm boring you I apologize but there were there were some numbers that came out of Chicago or of I- Illinois recently I'm pretty sure I told this story on the on the cast 
because they have this new thing and it's happening in in California as well. They pass these 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 automatic voter registration things. You go in to get your driver's license, bing bong boom, you're registered to vote. Well, now a lot of these places, hey, if you're an illegal, you get you get to get a driver's license. So illegals mm-hmm. You you line up, you get your license, and then, oopsie-daisy, we made a mistake, and you accidentally got registered to vote. And Mm -hmm. so— Then they vote. (laughs) And then they vote because they think they're allowed uh, or or someone's tricking them into into believing it. There was a county in Illinois where they know—and I know it sounds like it's a horribly small number, uh, but it was like— I think it was like 16 or 26 illegals voted in county elections— and they elected a new sheriff, and it and the, the the election was determined by one vote, by one vote. So was that an illegal vote? Should it? I mean, that's that's the threat to democracy right there. Somebody thought he was going to be sheriff, and now he's not because uh, an illegal immigrant voted for the other guy. That's the thing. Uh, and and listen, voter ID, especially in today's day and age, come on. Come on, you can't get a driver's license. You can't. You're you're so you're so stupid. You can't figure out Uber. You can't figure out the the bus schedule to to go. Oh, some of these people live in these poor rural areas, and we can't. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We need to know who it is. But the whole Russia thing. Go ahead. There are activist groups that go around to the retirement homes, make sure that people are registered to vote if they've moved out of their personal home, things like, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that is done by both political parties to make sure people get their absentee ballots, et cetera. But what you should not be able to do is go around and then collect those. Yeah, after you, the it's fact. It's kind of like when, you, when you're registering people to vote, you can't decide if you find out they're a Bernie supporter that they can't register with you once you've offered it, right? Yeah. So if you're doing a tent, you, you have to register anybody who wants to register. Uh, yes. You should have to collect absentee ballots from everyone that you handed them out to. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And the ballot harvesting is just uh, just a terrifying notion. How many votes do we need to win? Because we, we got to go re-canvas this get place. Them. We have 20,000. Okay. We'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, and then it's too funny, but but like it, I I was, it was occurring to me, you know, moments ago, like I I went on, you know, Tucker show and I'm talking about American cinema and blah, blah, blah. And they immediately twist that into, I want to ban on foreign language, uh, movies, you know, which isn't true. And so maybe that's why you don't see the pundits talking about, you know, Russia interference because as soon as you do start to downplay it they they make it believe like oh you don't believe it happened you don't you don't think our democracy is worth defending you don't want to defend our republic you animal you animal and so they so maybe that's maybe that's why you don't see enough of it that's why we we need to do it that's the wonderful thing that's the great thing about you know having the the website and this podcast and we can just have our own narrative screw that screw it we like <laughs> ours better we do, I do. Our our narrative is fantastic. Our narrative is uh, way more fun and a hell of a lot uh, sexier. I need to apologize to uh, to Lisa to Lisa Tate. I said I was gonna I said I was gonna post the picture of the the naked guy in the airplane for the Saturday uh, butt on your timeline, and I didn't do it. I didn't do it just because the optics on it. I just thought it would be weird. I just thought it would be weird. 
because I thought about it. Like, I don't have enough space on Instagram and Twitter uh, to, like, tell the story, this awesome story of this guy who takes off his clothes and rescues the pilot and gets back in the plane and goes to man his gun and keeps shooting at the Japanese. Like, I'm it. So it just it would just look like, wow, uh, Michael it, thinks that naked dude is awesome, which I will say the guy's cut. He's in good shape. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't post it, so I apologize. Uh, and in other sad booty news, in other sad booty news, uh, they sold Victoria's Secret. Victoria's Secret got bought out by some other company. Well, um, you know what company? I don't know. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but the guy who started the whole thing, Les Wexner. Uh, sold Victoria's Secret, and so now some other conglomerate owns it, and they will be out of business very quickly, I believe. You think so? Yeah, because their whole thing is uh, the, the they've already come out with a statement that like the reason the, that Victoria's Secret uh, failed is because it wasn't about the women; it was about the men. It wasn't about the women; it was about the men. And I completely disagree with that. I completely disagree with I think Victoria's Secret, like... It was about being a girl and feeling good about it. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was neither fish nor fowl. Like, mm-hmm. they, you've got the comfy underwear, you've got the comfy socks, you've got the pajamas. That's all great. That's all good. And if that's where you're making the most of your money, then maybe that's what you should be. Comfy socks, comfy underwear, comfy pajamas, sweatshirts, you know, blah, blah, blah. But their their risque stuff was just so uh, so incredibly lame. I think that's what what ultimately was their demise. Like other companies, because Victoria's Secret was making so much money in the lingerie business that like other companies popped up who like had like cooler stuff. They had much cooler stuff that was a little bit you know more hardcore. And like if you Victoria's Secret was never really uh like like edgy or dangerous or sexy like that it was always like a no, comfy, because comfy it was sexy. in the mall <laughs> well so was spencer's gifts remember that remember spencer's gifts yeah but at least they had like signs but i mean well that's what me, that's what i i never thought of victoria's secret as as similar to that i i always thought it kind of went to a different market which was pretty things that girls like well they 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 need to do more of that remember uh remember frederick's of hollywood yep they had some good stuff in there that that had uh that there there you had your uh your your titillation factor that was uh that was all good. So Victoria's Secret going, it's like the end of an era. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. Friends of mine worked at the Limited. I dated a girl whose mom actually worked at the very first Limited store. She rolled, she rode that success. That, that, that changed lives. That dude, Les Wexner changed lives, promoted from within. It was a huge endeavor. It's, it's just kind of sad. It's kind of sad. End of an era. We yeah. don't really have malls anymore either. Well, I think it, it's strange. Like people have people said like the bookstores were all gonna die. The bookstores are all gonna die. However, the the bookstore in my neighborhood in 
uh, Los Angeles is is thriving. It's doing really well. And I like I ordered a pair of this is a great this is a great example. I ordered a pair of blue jeans uh, off of Amazon, got them, and it was not like the color of the jeans was not the color that I ordered off the internet and bing bang boom, but it was just like such a hassle to uh, return them and yeah. like that I just like okay. And now they're just taking up space on a shelf in my closet. And I like, okay, now I'll go to Macy's. I'll try them on, make sure they fit, make sure they're the right color. And that is where I will buy them. I think you're always going to need brick and mortar stores. Oh, yeah. God like, I'm us. not buying. I, I, I did the same thing you did. I bought a couple pairs of jeans online. Yeah. I'll never do that again. You oh, it's, it's horrible. Well, there's, especially, yeah. I mean, I don't know about guys, but girls, there's so many different cuts. And then you've got short, short, regular, and tall. And you might be a tall in one cut, but a regular in another. I mean, it's just insane. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and Levi's has so many different – it's like you got, you got to memorize so many numbers to make right. sure you get the right – it's the boot cut, low hip, low ankle cut, bing, bang, ding, dang, yep. 22, 34. It's too much. Okay, you guys, I think that's a podcast. I think that's uh, the show. Here's some stuff that we didn't get to. Uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus. Well, whatever. He's. I didn't realize that he got into a big fight with Bill Murray on the set of What About Bob. They're still in the middle of a beef. They're still really? in the middle of a beef. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so we're getting. We're getting. Uh, Gotta go the, with Murray on that one. Nah, he whipped an ashtray. He whipped an ashtray at uh, Richard Dreyfus's head. I have to think that Bill was a little buzzed. I have oh, to think okay. he was he was probably buzzed and Richard Dreyfus was probably pontificating. I, I, I hopefully someone has it on film. Uh, okay, so uh, big doings at theloftestparty.com. Uh, We're getting the pimp it page tab back. It's still there. You just have to go all the way over to the left. We had a little bit of a, of a redesign. We're playing catch up over there. Thanks for uh, sharing all the stuff. Thanks for being there for us on. Uh, Facebook and on iTunes and if you if you have the time go to iTunes and give us some stars leave us a little review everything helps the algorithm hit those likes make sure you share stuff that's what it's all about we love ya we will talk next week cause the gimlet is going to CPAC adventure time <laughs>